In this podcast, we discuss the downfall of certain people and make judgments from an outsider's point of view. The Out of Bounds team and all of its members take mental health seriously and do not enjoy watching people suffer from the various forms of depression and anxiety. With that said, we want to remind people who feel that they need to reach out because they need someone to listen to utilise support from Beyond Blue on 1300 4636 and at weekend for not full games well not a full round footy with the buyers still getting good content here I know right even content without the games happening with you know the Bailey Smith party time up my nose Uh, yeah Um, he wouldn't be the only one no but he's dumb enough to get caught like a few others in the day we've talked about this Buddy Franklin Lucky Whitfield Shane Mumford yep just to name a few, Ben Cousins, yeah. Chris Mayne Waring. Oh, the whole West Coast team took out the six. Yeah, well, that was bad. How are you anyway? You all right? Yeah, I'm very good. And it's yourself? Good. I'm always good. Busy, but I'm always good. Right. So that's a plus. What do you want to do? You want to get straight into a review? Yep. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That was round 13. Made some changes in the ladder that are... Uh, Pretty significant, you know. Some, I, I some, agree. Some people that were, you know, in a statue position have been moved. Melbourne's gone down to second. Brisbane now uh, sitting top of the table. Yeah. Deservedly it's as a, well. It's a really tight ladder. It's, yeah. it's It really is tight this year. I reckon, yeah, going into this final half of the year will be really inter- interesting to see who you got to pay attention to come finals because, um, yeah, it's a really close race. And there's some teams just outside who will be there to upset, possibly. But I reckon I reckon that eight you see now, Brisbane, Melbourne, Fremantle, Carlton, Geelong, St Kilda, Sydney, Collingwood, I reckon that generally could be what you see finish in the end unless circumstances happen. Do you think Richmond stay out? Yep, as do the Dogs. I reckon they'll have good content in some of their games. GWS again, Hawthorne. You'll have threatening games, but I think I think this year that's the divide. I reckon, yeah, that's where you'll see your best footy and what we'll be seeing come September. No, yeah, I can, I can you agree. Just don't want to I, admit no, that I can Carlton agree with that. Make the finals. Uh, well. Let's touch on that later. We'll touch on that later because I've got some... Uh, I do have some concerns, but that's okay. Uh, should we have a look at what was? Yeah, definitely. Start with match one. What do we have? Richmond, Port Adelaide. Um, I really felt for, oh, for um, Butters and... It was, it was Butters and Jonas, wasn't it? The that was probably one of the sick, most sickening 
head clashes I'd seen. And for them to, I don't know. I think Ken Hinckley's got a point. Um, well, he, he's a he doctor. They had him. On. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the doctor oh, put him. The doctor ticked him off. It was a bloody mess. There was blood coming out of both of them. Yeah, but you yourself know. I mean, it was like pretty dodgy. It happened with about thirteen minutes and forty-five seconds left, and Dusty Martin just kicks a goal. Yeah, but you yourself know when we were growing That's up and things call, like that. Caro. No, keep him off. That was oh, so I watched the footage. That's that's a train wreck. No, I don't, don't know, man. You know, I, I think I tend to agree. Because you remember, I, I tend to agree the, with them. Um, do you remember the, that was a bad clash? I reckon. I think it was a bad clash, absolutely. The but there can the but there can be blood without concussion. That's the no, that's no. the issue. You know, I'm not soft. I just don't. I don't want to piss fart around, so to speak. If you want your rules to be rules, yeah, don't change it. It's, like I don't want to have this discussion because that's why people are upset about not understanding the rules. Yeah. The rule is they should have stayed off. They so should if have you, been put through. Like they should. Have, that was clearly a concussion rule intervention there. I so where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at if you come off the ground, well, you have to stay off? Or? Also, common sense. I just reckon common sense just comes into it. That yeah. one, you didn't have to get, uh, uh. You literally saw two blokes go smack. You didn't even have to slow down the replay to see how bad it was. You could <laughs> see it when it was live. Yeah. And, you know, the blood's coming out. Blood coming out of anywhere on the head's not a good sign, even if it's noses, you know. It's, you know, 13 minutes ago. I know it's crucial, but unfortunately. Well, it means you got a knock. You know, yeah. Dangerfield took out, oh, who was it, for Hawthorne in within the first quarter in the grand final. That robbed them of a, ah, Richmond, actually. He took out Villist. Oh, Bloston. Yeah, was it? Yeah, because they call, it was, because yeah, they call him. So that takes them down a Two player. and one minute. <laughs> that took them down a play at the very start of a game in the grand final, and it's just. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate that Port would have lost two players with 13 minutes to go. But it's the welfare of your players. It's funny, though. If Blot- you want to enforce rules, don't change them. Loston played with what you got. Loston played one minute of that grand final when he's a premiership player. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be a little bit pissed at Dangerfield if he ruined that for me. But uh, I'm sure Dangerfield's not losing sleep. Uh, I'm sure he's not either. And I'm sure he's. I'm, I'm sure Loston isn't. As well, he's he's still a Premiership player, so I don't care. We all tip Richmond. Um, yeah, seventy-seven to sixty-five. They pretty much led every quarter of the whole game, but only just, just. You know, you had Dusty out forward. Yeah, and that's kicked a couple. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course always does. Only had he'll kick him out of the middle. He'll kick him. In, yeah, I know, know, but it's a good, good spot for him to just just rest. Yeah, muck around. He, he has that magic that could just do stuff from the pockets. Carl Eamon, Carl Eamon's an interesting one. He's a really interesting one. Topped the disposals for both sides mm-hmm. with 29. Kicked a goal. And he's one that they're talking about coming back to Melbourne next year. Sorry, who's this? Carl Eamon. Carl Eamon? Yeah. Which part of Melbourne? Well, Carlton. As a rumor, Carl- I'm always looking for a forward. <laughs> yeah. Carlton are looking at him um, because Voss has got a um, a really good relationship with him. Because you know Brisbane's McStay, don't want to stay. He's McLeaven. Yeah, yeah. But he's more linked to Essendon, I think. And it'd be a good place for him, I think. Yeah. Um, as as would North, but yeah. But, but this, yeah, I don't know. This game was really good. I mean, Cochin got his twenty five. Prestia got his twenty five. Um, there was some really good stuff. Rosie's. Um, Connor Rosie's goal was really, it was really, really nice. Um, but, 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. They, they again, I thought Richmond would get up by more than 12 points. I really didn't expect Port Adelaide no. coming out like that. you got to remember, Richmond are <clears throat> bottom, bottom eight, bottom nine team now. They sit ninth just outside the eight, but, you know, they're earning trust back with the fans, but they're still no threat. And their fans still aren't going to the footy. It's still shitting people off. What is, yeah, the bandwagon team. Yeah. Well, you know, they have a large membership group, don't they? So you sort of expect them to sort of have them there. But they won't get spoken about. No, no, I was right. happy, like I said last week, they finally spoke about Melbourne's lack of fans. But yeah, Richmond's lack of support would still look pretty awesome, surely. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, just, you know, yep. if you're talking about Richmond, I'm just bringing up their stats here. Um, but, you know, we're looking at their last five games. They've pretty much, well, they've won almost everything. They've got it up over the Eagles, clearly. They've got up just over the Pies by 20-odd. That's actually a considerable win when you think about the Pies. Agreed, now. yep. They've taken out the Hawks, who again are a little threat. They beat the Dons, not super convincingly, and they did lose to Sydney by six. You know, I'm talking like, besides Collingwood there, maybe Hawks. Oh, Sydney was. Sydney's got to be included in there as well. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm eating my own words all of a sudden. I feel like they're... With Richmond? Are, yeah, I feel like maybe they are a little bit better than I suspected. Not not a threat, I don't, not competitive. But yeah, but yeah, I don't think they... I think they deserve to be where they are. Ninth I, is where they should be. I don't think they've ever been that bad. There was certainly a drop-off. Oh. I, don't, I don't think they've been terrible. Well, I expect... They haven't played terrible still, footy. Well, they should probably have that expectation that they're still in the top eight. They were missing... Don't forget they were missing Dustin... Uh, Martin for a few of those games as well. Essendon mm. uh, Carlton, that was a good game. Go that was a good on. game of no, it was a good game of footy. It was. It, yeah, I'm it, not, would, I'm would not I have, saying go would on I have, because of, I'm being smug. I'm just saying this is your time to shine. Would, would no I have knows. liked to have beaten them by uh, ten goals? Absolutely, hundred percent. We didn't. We beat them by twenty six points, and it is what it is. Doherty come out, played an awesome game. Nick Newman, another one, played an awesome game. Paddy Cripps got his, what, 28, and 29, goal. 30. 28 and a goal. Doherty got 33. You know, so... McKay, yeah. The, the, McKay got the desserts for the goals over Kerno. Yeah. Three to two. And I mean, there's, there's the calls for him flopping for one of his goals. Who? McKay? Yeah, or and Kerno. I think that was probably fair enough. I think there was a bit of mayo on it. Um, but again, you know, a, lo- a lot of players play for him and at least... Uh, I, I sort of take um, – I don't take too much of Harry's free kick count and playing free kicks, playing for free kicks um, into too much seriousness because of that. You know what I mean? Yep. I think he gets his goals regardless. Um, I'd like to see him not have to fucking play for free kicks though. That would be great. Too much in the game, too much things just sneak into the Ford's method of gameplay now, I reckon. You've seen it too often. So, professional win, I think. Yeah, Dylan, well, Dylan Shield probably played his best game at Essendon, I reckon. In regards to, you know, the general stats, disposals, kicks, handballs, inside 50s, Carlton dominated. Mm. And you would expect that too. But, clearly. But are they in... Are, are Essendon in strife now? 
Yeah. I, I, know, I, know that, is, I know they're, they're, of, they're, two, they're two from 12 or whatever they are. Two from... I think they're yeah, two they from 12. Yeah, they had a good win over the Pies. Um, was it the Pies? No, no, the Pies. No, it was beat. West Coast who rolled the Pies. Um, I... They did beat the Hawks. They're, they're in strife, but... They're in strife. And we'll get, like... We'll get on to um, North later because I think there's some s- real similarities there as well. But um, the board again coming out this weekend. And, you know, got this us. week and said, oh, nope, rotten safe. We're not touching him, blah, blah. I, th- I still think that's bullshit. Well, you can't. You know, clubs have to run a business at the end of the day. And you can't. You don't want to cause a catastrophe by announcing certain news that fans and the media won't control and make things worse. I think you do always have to control things internally, and they don't. They don't have to tell us anything because we won't respond to it well anyway. Agreed. And you know, I haven't heard one word from Jason Horn's mouth the whole time this year, for instance. But we all have a big opinion of mm. him, you know, and what he's doing. But he hasn't said one word. But that's what I mean. You know, if you throw blood into the water, you know, you could just cause a massive mess, and it might be smart. Play. It's the internals for those clubs, though, that worries me. So the David Kings, the Brayshaws at North Melbourne, mm. um, you know, the Terry Danaher's um, at Essendon. Oh, he, so he went in the other day and gave them a, a, um, a bit of a rev up before that game because they had their 150th and blah, blah, blah. And, and then um, Dyson Heppel come out and did his little speech before brilliant. the game and things like that and I thought yeah, that was got, great it was about time that guy got kudos and he really did for that um, you know I've just got to say to you though for a bloke that bloke barracks for Carlton your shock factor at teams on the bottom is you know shocking to me I'm what do you sure. mean in what way the way you're shocked at how bottom teams treated like I think you've you've got a short memory of your team being on the bottom. Like, you don't understand misinformation or just beat up. Like, I think... I don't know if you're enjoying talking about bottom teams, but... No, no. I, I think, think I think the media... I think are, you've certainly... I think you've got to always remember there's a bottom team. I like, think the media I'm concentrates glad, I'm on... I'm glad your team's out of it, but this ain't the first time you've had teams on the bottom on Struggle Street. Agreed. I watched a game just the other day on... Oh, it was through Facebook, and it was... Geelong being pumped by Port in about 2003. Yeah. And I mean pumped. And things went on to change significantly. You know, I don't buy into a lot of things, but, um, yeah, beat-ups are beat-ups. So what do you say? It's just for funny. what part of... What You're part hearing of, more about bottom teams than you are top teams. Of course. And you're you feeding into a narrative of what's expected on a bottom team. Okay, but what part North of... North Melbourne's is really simple to explain, but I don't know how many... Times each week, people want to hear me discuss North situation. Well, you do because it changes every week, and that's what everything changes every week on here on this podcast. So, but at what point do we st- do Essendon and the Kangaroos and West Coast actually do something about it? Though that's, I think that's the question that everybody wants to know. At what they're point in, does everything in, happen? They're all in different phases. West Coast is in realization phase and assessing what they do at the end of the year come trade. Essendon's in a predicament because they played finals last year and their players should be meeting that expectation again. But it's like Collingwood and Essendon swap positions all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. Collingwood are doing what Essendon should have been doing. And, yeah, Essendon are doing what we thought Collingwood may have been doing after 2021. And Kangaroos are going through their rebuild. I think at the point in time, Noble's probably a bigger statement 
But again, you know, they're pretty average, like as in averages in nothing's different out of their scores, the way they play at the moment. You know what to expect when the Roos are going. And at the end of the year, you'll hope now that the Roos do something or else they really are in dire straits. I think, but I think that's the mediocrity that we and talk the, about, though. Nothing changed from last year to this year. No, Essendon, same deal. So Essendon have gone backwards. North have stayed the same. West Coast have gone backwards. Yeah. So Would you agree with that? Yeah, North have stayed the same? Yeah, but North Melbourne also don't have a reserves team to pick from. They're just as hopeless as their top team. So at the end of the day, all you can do is sit and wait with North and watch their players grow. And that's that's what every team... And I can guarantee you, one day North will be at the top and I can guarantee you, 18th won't be missing a bottom team. You can't avoid someone being on the bottom. No, yeah, I agree. So uh, I'm going to make sure whenever there's a bottom team, I'm not so bloody shocked that someone's like, Oh my gosh, that team must fold. Oh, they're shit. They no, they're that's not them. what I'm saying, though. I know, but it's just its just almost humorous just to see how people respond to a team being on the bottom, whether it's West Coast or Roos. It's, um, I think I'm paying more attention to it than ever, but um, it's pretty catastrophic news to read, and I laugh at it because I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of statements going on without words from clubs. It's just opinionated pieces from Barrett. Hutchie, Caro, and it gets put through then onto Fox Footy, which then gets put through people feeding it into the comment sections on all footy, sp- footy spectrums, and it just picks up and runs like an avalanche, and it's just stupid. It's just, I just don't think it's constructive, and yeah, it's a conversation that goes nowhere. It's going to happen every year. And at the end of the day, those teams, you go, you shit. And nothing's changing, and you've been permanently there all year. But when you've got teams like Melbourne crumbling like they have, that's who you need to be talking about because that's a team that shouldn't have had that happen. Oh, and people, don't don't just put that aside, though. Don't shelve that because it's not like people aren't talking about Melbourne. No, no. I just mean, like, I don't know. There's just... It's almost like you're sinking the boots in. I think you're very defensive of where your club is at no, I think, because I think you're a good supporter. No, but it's like, what are you going to do? How do you fix this? Oh, it's Fitzroy bad. I was like, ah, this is calm down territory. This is your team's not in the bottom eight. You love reading the news now because it's not your team and yeah, you're sinking the boots in. I was like, no, no, no. You've got to just let it be. I don't so th- I was on the bottom. I've played enough football. I've played on bottom sides. I don't think... People still watch bottom sides. They love football. Things will be okay. I don't think that's what this was. I don't think I'm sinking any boots in. I'm asking you a question about where North are are at. And the conversation actually started with Essendon. Hmm. I know, but every week I've got to defend Kangaroos for somehow being the worst bottom team that has ever existed in all of AFL's 100 and... That's not what I said. I never said that. I've essentially... That's the conversation because no one's discussed kangaroos more than this. You know, Jason Horn Francis, before he even came to kangaroos, never even said a word about leaving. But before he even came to kangaroos, they were saying, he'll be going back to Adelaide. He'll be going back to Adelaide. Do you know what it's like to have that as a conversation when it's your team? To have people actually wanting the failure of your team. So, like I've said in previous posts, couldn't get to go with Dusty, Cali, Gaff. Then all of a sudden we get the number one draft pick. Before he says a word... Everyone's already saying he won't stay. Yep. And you're like, do you just want this club to fail? Like, why is this a conversation? You're putting words in his mouth. And then the second we were shit, 
He hasn't said a word, and they've gone, we can 100% roll with this. He doesn't want to stay. He doesn't want to stay. I was like, I've had enough. I was like, I'm over the negative news. There's just shit going on that's not being said. Doesn't help the supporters. Doesn't help the club. Their footy, if you speak about their footy, is horrible. But are they working to upskill? Yes. Do they have faith in Noble? Yes. Do I? I don't think so because I don't think the players are responding as well. But do I think they can transition and still go forward into the immediate future? Yes, 100%. So I do I, that. So do I. I don't, I don't, I don't, have, I don't no, not have faith in that. I have no long-term concerns. I have longer concerns for West Coast. Essendon, I think, need a massive kick up their ass and something internally to change, but they've got the skill to go and switch and come out the gates again and fix it straight away by age and skill. You know, because obviously when I talk like this, I'm saying about, you know, Shield not being in best form and whatnot. Yeah. Heppel slowed down. So I just reckon they need to He's He's really slow. Yeah, they need You can't to, hide Heppel. He kicked a goal on the weekend. That yeah, which nice. yeah, which was funny because he's played twelve rounds in the back line. Yeah, still nice to kick to go. Well, yeah, of course. Good on his stats. One hundred fiftieth. But yeah, I'm just. All right, let's move past that because I'm just, sure that we're going to have a conversation will, but, with uh, with North when we get there. But but yeah, I'm just like uh, I'm just. I think yeah, I don't know. I think because we're the poor club and with the poorest fan base, it's like. Are you? Are you? I don't think you are. I don't know where necessarily. What are you? You got sixty thousand plus members. Yeah, but out of all the Victorian teams, we're the lowest in terms of members. I think GWS Suns. Uh, we may even be just above Adelaide. I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, we're gonna have to have a look at that. But yeah, I just think. Um, oh, I've just never heard so much fun about a bottom team. But I don't know. I'll be glad once we're off it because. Um, I'm smug like that, and I'll remind people that people didn't believe in us. But, yeah, unfortunately, I've got to wait a few years, and hopefully it's once my son cares about footy enough that we start winning, or else yep. I might lose a little kangaroo supporter. Well, you can not remind me, because I don't think you'll be on the bottom forever either, but at the moment, you are, and that's what this podcast is about, discussing footy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I know, but it's just... It hurts. It hurts. Oh, mate, no one knows fucking better than me. Trust me. I spent 20 fucking three years down the fucking bottom. Yeah, it's It's not fun. That's really hard to convince. Um, You had March Bank return. Yep. Got through unscathed, which was very nice. Um, Sarah, maybe not. Hammy. Yeah, 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 he'll... Spend a bit of time out. Paris got a corky too. So I don't believe that chair is um, hammies that bad. So, yeah, I know. You know, and just looking at looking at these um, stats for the game, Essendon and Carlton. You guys really backed off in the fourth quarter, and Essendon completely as well. Your final scores going into the third: Essendon were fifty, and you guys were seventy-eight. You finished the fourth quarter, Essendon, scoring four points, 54. And you guys have scored two points, 80. Very tight last quarter there. Mm. Yeah, I think. Just back and forth football. Well, and I don't, I don't think Vossi's, um, Vossi's spray at the at three-quarter time worked, but mm. that's all right. It is what it is. So, yeah, you go into the four. And you're not happy. You're a bit nervous, you say. 
I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to this ladder, and you're talking about the points. Yeah, yeah, it's close, man. It's clo- It's massively close now. You're on the 36, though. That so we're, so we're, so we're a game clear. Geelong, St Kilda, Sydney, and yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. So we're a game clear of Geelong. You've got However, the percentage that's slightly low too. Yeah, not slightly. It's low. And I did. So I said this two weeks ago. We would be the lowest uh, percentage in the eight, and we would be that all year. Mm. So, yeah. yeah no, am I stressed about it? Absolutely, hundred percent. Because if all those teams start making their way up, and we don't, and it's not like we've got an easy run home either. Um, Collingwood. I had a look at Collingwood's run home, and it is the easiest run home ever. I love Collingwood, but we'll get onto them. But let's move on. Freo Hawthorne. This was a good game. Did you watch it? Yeah, but, you know, I would expect Freo to have got up at home. Yeah. Not to bemoan the win. I just think I've tipped the Mabinai over the Hawks. Uh, Yes, you did. Yep. Yeah, no, I would have backed Freo there. I like... There's something about Hawthorne that confuses me. I think ever since the start of the year when Mitchell beat Geelong... It puts some false belief in my head that they're just so competitive still. Mm. But, yeah. Um, and obviously, they had that win against Brisbane. It's those things that just make me keep thinking, oh, Hawks aren't so bad. But, yeah. Fortunately, I just didn't see much of it. The score... Don't of the Freo, well. of this game? Yeah, I really felt like Freo were going to always win this one. And, and it's a close game. Yeah, it was. It was a good game of footy. It really was a good game of footy. Fife got through unscathed, which was nice. Like Hawks. Kicked the goal. Fifey. And do you reckon he fits in? Do you reckon set, set a few they up. didn't have to sacrifice to fit him in? Hasn't ruined the chemistry of the club? No, no. So the sacrifice, like I said last week, the sacrifice is going to come next week. When Frederick comes back and they look at um, getting someone out of that side, and I'd, I'd be really, really disappointed if that um, if the one they look at is uh, Bailey Banfield. Oh, it was a goal scorer from on the weekend. That's what I mean. So he kicked four last week. I'm not he sure how two, many he kicked he this, week. this week. So he got two, so he's kicked six goals in two games. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But he's always been one of those fringe players. Uh, you, can't, you can't. He's on fire at the moment. I think so if too. If it was NBA Jam, he'd have a bit of fire on him. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Brayshaw, 37 disposals and a goal. Man, honestly, if that, smoky. if that guy comes, if that guy continues, he's going to win the Brownlow. He'll make you. He's just having one of those seasons. He'll make your wife a happy lady when you have to buy something nice with the money you win. <laughs> <laughs> you got on to that sports bet, did you? Not yet. Not yet. Not um, but I think, I think another one of those just professional wins. Honestly. They absolutely flogged them in disposals, though, Freo. 458 to 324. Kicks, 237 to 191. Handballs, 221 to 133. Mm. You know, they... They, they, they play a good handball game, quick, fast-paced, out of the stoppages. They really dominate. Get it out and have that kick that we can watch and listen for and wait for, you know. So, you know, Freo, now we're looking at last five games. They've won three, lost two. Those two were to the Pies, 
considerably as well at home and to the Suns at their home. But yeah, they've got up in the last few weeks now over Frio, uh, over Melbourne and the Lions. Yeah. So they're really big wins. So they're going to be absolutely... They're in the race. Yeah, they're feeling good about that. Absolutely, 100%. I said that last week. I said Sydney need to believe and the Dockers need to believe, 100%. But yeah, no, great game. Really good to see Fife back. Rocking the headband. I think it, so too. I, I liked... Save that shit off his face as well. Yeah. That, was... that looked a bit porno <laughs> AFL. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't... Threw himself wasn't, a little goatee or whatever it was. I sold on it myself. Each to their own. But I think that's, what, that's what I took him. out of Fife coming back to is that is, in his interview after the game, um, he was talking about Caleb Sarong and um, Andy Brayshaw and that, well, get, telling him where to go, treat me like a first gamer, tell me where to set up in the stoppage, blah, 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 blah. I thought that was really cool. Well, let's give those boys credit, so to let Fife be able to relax in the forward line because, like I said, Brayshaw getting 37 you got Young getting 31 posies. Yeah. Sarong got 33. Like, that's fantastic that you're able to do that with someone like Fife and say, you are such a gun like Dangerfield. We can let you... Martin, another one. Yeah, go to pasture in the forward line because you're that good that we can still utilise you here. Yeah. You can still be just... Well, and the guys that we're going to throw in the middle to cover what you what we would have lost with you out. You know are just as good. Caleb Sarong is a great player. Um, Fifey's played 99 minutes out of a total 122 minutes. That's pretty good. Come back to AFL as well. Come back to play 100 minutes, yeah. Yeah, sat on the field all day. Good on him. 20-minute break, five minutes each quarter. Yeah, 169 metres gained. It's not good going, but he played in the forward line. line. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, good on them. I think they um, I think they go far. I think they make some noise. Definitely, I think they finish top four, or hundred percent. Those three teams on top are by far the best three in the league at the moment. I'll tell you the one thing that would get me excited about Fremantle if they do get there, is seeing that purple wave drive over again. Purple wave. Remember the last time they made the flag against Hawthorne, and the people all just drove over because it's the first time they'd made it to the. Uh, grand final. Yeah, yeah. So you just had all these people get in their cars. They'd do big buses, high buses. People pay to get on it. And they just drove all the way from Perth to the MCG. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh. They'll get around it again. You know, the flag mantle crew, they, they're they alive well and proud. Oh, mate, I had a bloody Collingwood. I that made sense. I had a Collingwood supporter tell me, call their team flag pies today. Flag pies? Yeah. Oh, you can't do that. Couldn't believe it. Or his flag mantle stolen from other teams. He'll probably um, he'll probably listen to this and he'll tell me I'm an arsehole. But that's all right. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Brisbane Saints. Mm-hmm. You watched this one? I did. We did. We watched it together. Fantastic. I think. It was a good game. Certainly was. Yeah. Got into um, some bevies and took some notes and, <laughs> you know, made sure we didn't spoil the podcast. Lockie Neal, another 37. Yeah, unstoppable. <laughs> he actually is. It's ridiculous. So good. And, you know, McCluggage was there right behind him with 33. But, yeah, Lockie Neal, 20, 21 kicks, 16 handballs. Yep. He's really pretty – yeah. Um, like even goal kickers, man. 
I think Danaher kicked a couple. Danaher kicked three. three King goals. kicked two. But Danaher, three goals, two points. He's still, still a bit funny there. Well, one Max, of those goals was right in front and fell over King, the back. Two goals, three points. Mate, Max King, oh. if Max King could kick straight, St Kilda would be first. He's got some jitters, though. He does. Just the way he ponces around a bit in front of goal. He's like he's nervous. Mm. It just reminds me there yeah, that he's not settled. He's feeling that pressure that he needs to concede a goal. Oh, there's a fair bit of pressure on him. Yeah, well, what, by players you mean? Or do you just mean to I'd say succeed? so, by the, cl- by the club. Oh, yeah. He's probably put a fair bit on himself too. Well, that's this game's knocked St Kilda out of the four, hasn't it? Or were they nah, fifth? they were never in the four. They were fifth? Because they've gone down to six. Yeah, I th- oh, actually, they may have been in the four before we played because we had the bye last week. Mm. Yeah, well, Kangaroos were coming off their win to the ass by 50-odd. They would have been feeling confident. But, yeah, this is uh, one way just to remind them there's some real competition out there that they've got to be ready for. 100%, yeah. Yeah, no. But, it's, you know, generally, again, why we enjoyed it, good footy the whole way. Never did it get too carried away. Brisbane always looked comfortable after halftime. I think so too, yeah. And that's great footy. I've loved that. That's the best part about the whole weekend. They, all, the they always looked like they could handle it. Yeah. Every run, um, every run that the Saints made, it, it you know it was handled. It always looked handled to me. McStay, no goals. I don't know. I don't know about this kid, man. He wants to go home. He's a big boy. Yeah, he is. Big good, body. What's he? He's really determined to get out of there. What? What's he not like? No, about, I don't think he's determined. What's he not like about the goal, uh, the coastline? No, I don't. I don't think he's determined to get out of there. I think he's. He's not staying. I think it's about um, money more so than anything. You've really? got they've got well they've got to pay Danaher. They've got to pay um, uh, Eric Hipwood. Who? Okay, so answer me this: Who do you pick? Who do you keep? Hipwood or McStay? Hipwood. Could, yeah, yeah, 100%. and because you, you're keeping Danaher, yeah? yeah, and particularly now that Hipwood's had a haircut, yeah, yeah. doesn't look like such a flog, yeah, yeah, do well, because yeah. yeah. he did. I just, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate if he got a haircut suits him. <laughs> you just do not want to call him flog. I just don't want to say anything. <laughs> I already get nervous enough towards the end of these podcasts after I've had a few beers about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I don't. I, didn't like his haircut. I don't know what that long hair. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. I'm really. Barry, another 25. You know, Rayner. He's really come on, Cam Rayner. Yeah, he's playing good, confident footy too. Yeah, really, really come on. Uh, I, like, I mean, put putting the pressure on, like, really applying pressure in his tackles. Yeah. He's, he was never a small player when he came in. Like, he was young, I suppose, but he was never a small build. Yeah. But he really feels like he's... Always had that bigger body. Yeah, it just feels like he's a really solid build now who can really knock a body over when he gets you. Yeah. I love watching him play. I love watching a number one from Melbourne not suck about being in Queensland. <laughs> oh, yeah. had to do it. Like had to do it, didn't you? Horn no. hasn't said a word of it. You, you... I just you, wanted to... You'll keep. You'll no, keep. It's the next like, game. Well, like, it's the well, next like game. Said, out of curiosity, I just want to see how many number ones there were that have actually come from interstate. And you've done that, haven't you? 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, there's also a whole world of footballers who aren't number ones who have to go play interstate all over yes, and they agreed. get on with it. So I was like, it doesn't really matter if you're number one. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, like I said, Horn hasn't, Horn hasn't said a word. This is just, yeah. Everything but is anyway, speculation until it comes out. But that's I, but I actually, uh, the, un, the fortunate part is, is that we do this podcast to speculate. So that's I'm okay yeah, with this. Yeah. Well, before we move on to them, so yeah, got to give kudos to Brisbane. They're sitting top of the ladder. Um, they would have been licking their lips, though, watching the way Melbourne have literally been dissolving like a cookie in a glass of milk. Like, they uh, just, they've lost their structure. Oh, they're, pro- they're prime. Yeah, Brisbane yeah. would have known, like, if we can just hold on, keep our wins, get our points, we can get this. And at this current time, because of where they are over, say, Fremantle or Carlton, they could surge forward with their points just to get that buffer because, you know, things really get shaky towards the end of the year where, like, all of a sudden that, like Melbourne last year, they came into form right towards the very end of the season and doggies slowed down and you could see that change. Well, I think they went in. Melbourne went in with nine wins, man. So, again, that would be right to have nine wins in a row. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's it's uh, watch this space, man. Seriously, with this eight, just watch this space. I just don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. Um, I was the only one that tipped Brisbane that night. Oh, you're joking? No, you tipped the Saints, and so did uh, well, Gabriel. I did. I did. I do remember the last podcast having a lot of faith in the Saints. Yeah, you said you were buying stock in them, which is, uh, which I think is fair enough. Like I said, I think they're one player away. Hanabry is that is that player, and if it's not Hanabry, it needs to be someone like him. But um, yeah, I, I fully agree with you buying stock in the Saints. I tell you what, fucking though, good. Like a stock market fluctuating, their stock obviously has gone down. And up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. You'd be just going crazy for Collingwood now. You'd just be throwing cash at Collingwood. A for right now, and I'd be calling them, in my opinion, the best team in the comp right now. Right now? Yeah. I think Brisbane are the best team or, in the comp right now. But but, actually, but Collingwood Collingwood are right there. Actually, I've got to say, sorry, credit where credit's due, sorry. They're big day players. They're good at the main event, and that's probably why they look good because we've had a lot of main event games. Well, Collingwood have a lot yeah, of main they've event had, games. They've yeah. had Carlton, they've had Essendon, and they've had Melbourne. Richmond, today. dream time at the G. And, yeah, and it's like... No, that's... No, sorry. Did they? No. No, I'm pretty... No, no? Are you sure? I don't actually know now. No, oh, well, either way, that's what I mean, though. They get these... Dream times, they... Essendon, Richmond. Ah, oh, that makes sense, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how can you forget the Richmond jump? Yeah. The choreography and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. We should move on to North. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I want to talk to you about North. No, you can. I just don't think you need to say, oh, my gosh, it's all over, Red Rover. You're the worst team in the league. What I, are you going to do? I don't think you, you can't are the worst there. team in the league. I tipped you guys this week. Yeah, so did I. What? How many beers had we had by the time we got to No, North? I tipped you guys because I said to you, was... I didn't know where they were going to get a win, and GWS seemed the most likely. Yeah, I However, too. I was wrong. That was a that was a shambles of a game. But again, you guys were in it, then you're fucking out of it. And once you were out of it, then you were really out so of in it. In terms of most kangaroos games, I'd say we're at least in it for the first quarter. We were three to thirty-three. Mm. We were cooked. 
Yeah, but you come back. You had some really good passages, man. Yeah, we came back in the second half, which we never do. I have no idea. You had some really, really good passages of play. So, you got to go over. Got to go over GWS. Giving him credit with Eve. Himmelberg, thirty-seven. Man, he's he's just. Hey, the funniest part about that is he's a defender. Yeah, correct. He plays up the ground though. Gets a kick up. Oh, I know. Well, I know. What he kicked a goal, yeah. and, and normally he kicks more than them. More as, than that. A, as a defender, yeah, that's just yeah. Canelio breakout game for Canelio. Thank God. Thirty-four disposals. The guy can goals. the guy can play footy, man. It was against us, though. Yeah, I know, but it, sometimes he's do, I think he's got to step up. I think on something. I think sometimes you need that, though. I think sometimes you need those games to against those easy sides to well, to get back into it. He's got to he's got to think. Um, Cali, because Cali had Turner tagged on him mm. all day, and Cali still got twenty-seven, mm. and that guy's got some of the best numbers this year he's had in ages, which is why obviously he was heavily tagged. But yeah, twenty-seven whilst heavily being tagged, but Turner was on him like a leech the whole game, eyes on him, not the footy. Yeah, and that's how good um, Cali was. Guy's a machine. David you know, Zuniak, Riccardi, Peatling. Also got three goals, but oh, it was a bit of a field day. A lot of people got twos as well. Larky and Goldie got two for North, which if you're going to give any kudos. Well and done. Goldie's still good, eh? Well, he's good, but Horn don't take advice from him. Oh. Yep. That, you know, he doesn't say much, but in terms of sometimes not saying stuff as well. That you're saying a lot. Yeah. But also, you know, that footage can speak volumes. You don't know, like um, I think Robbo was saying today, you're not sure exactly what the context is and what you've missed, but still um, the body language from how Goldie was responding to the way he was being spoken to by Horn Francis didn't look good. Horn Francis looked more nonchalant, like moany, sooky, but whatever you're saying appeared to be cutting uh, Goldie deep because his body language was like, shut up. Nah, nah, you've got to get over this. Like, he looked like he was sort of snapping back at Hall Francis for whatever he was sulking over. But, yeah, he's starting to, he's starting to cop it now. So we had His this... His body language is really, like, you've highlighted the commentators went on, on about it. They did, yeah, during I that game. I was talking about it when I've watched him at the game. And you can you can actually see it on TV. Like, if he's in a game... Probably looks worse on telly than it does in real life. Well... If he's not winning the ball, which he's not always winning it, he's bemoaning the umpire every time he loses it. Yeah. He's got the arms up in the air. You know, you've got to get your head down, bum up a little bit. So they're saying on Fox Footy tonight that um, if he's got a bad attitude and he's trying to force a trade, like trade, he's got to lift his game first before he starts doing that. Because they'll say when Buckley went to Brisbane in his first year, because he could go there for one year before he could request a trade, which he did to Collingwood, he... Played his heart out. Yeah, he had a successful year and could have won their best and fairest. Yeah. So Came second, I think. Yeah, he he humbled himself and actually played good football. Yeah. And walked away still saying, I put everything in, but this is where I'm going. Horn and the, and that respect moment. stays. And at the moment, you know, Horn hasn't earned that respect. And again... I'm talking on stuff that he hasn't spoken about, but it's a conversation that won't go away. And like you said, he hasn't just come out and said, 
I love this club. I am staying put, but I'm not talking contracts now. He said nothing. So the conversation of his own accord won't go away. It just, yeah. He, he could stop this tomorrow. I tell you what, though. He's done himself no favours with what he's doing at the moment. Like, he's, he's coming across in the media with him liking jovial posts, which... He's overly scrutinised and they want to see stuff like that to talk about. Oh, and he's doing that to take the piss and that's fine. Because it is good, but... That's funny. This body language stuff, you've got to remember you play as part of a team and you've got to prop your teammates up. So if he goes to a successful team, like if he got traded to, say, Brisbane right now and you watch him gallivanting around celebrating the wins, they now know what he's like the second they lose. He'll, mm. he'll put it on he'll, he'll be blaming other people. He'll be looking at you. So weeks ago, we did this. Weeks ago, we had this same, exact same discussion about Darcy Parrish doing it to Dyson Heppel. Yeah. Walking off the ground, turning your back. Right, right. right. So now I've got, got, got a little bit of a drama, like a little bit of a problem here because Horn Francis had eight possessions on, on the weekend and Goldstein had 13 with two goals won. I don't think you can tell these senior players anything. I think if they're giving you advice, I think the best thing that you could probably do as an 18-year-old is take that advice. If you don't like it, that's fine. But just bear in mind, and this is probably part of him being young as well, just bear in mind there's 1,500 cameras in that ground all watching what you're doing. In regards to his disposals, he's normally... Not quite hidden 20 yet, anyway. He's just below that. But they actually played him forward, put him more mm. around centre-half forward, I think. Yeah. But in saying that, they still put him in the guts and in the bounces in the forward line, he still went in. And like I said to you, he can bemoan the scoreline if he's doing that on the field and the end score at the end of the day. But he gets first dibs. So when he's in that centre... He's a skilled midfielder with a skilled ruckman. Goldie dominated the hitouts. We may have lost the game, but he won the ruck contest. So you've got a good ruck tapping the ball to you or to your advantage, and you've come with this being your skill set. I'm in the middle, and I work under these rucks, and this is what I do when I get the ball, and I clear it out, and I pass it this way, whatever. So he can't make the excuse when he's not waiting on other players kick it to him in the forward line like Suvalaki or whatnot, he'd get a first dibs on it. So he's got first show to show you how good he is to begin that ball. But at the end of the day, you know, thankfully North do have people like LDU picking up his 33 disposals. Yeah. Simpkin got his 32. You know, I'd hate to lose Horn Francis, but, you know, like I've been saying to people, at the end of the day, I'm over the conversation and North has invested way too much in midfielders. Way too much. And we can seem to have control of the ball from the centre and no control in our back and our forward. And yep. the turnover's incredible. You need a foot, you need a big lead-up, yeah. probably centre-half forward. I was like, it. at this point in time, if he wants to go, to quote David King, he can piss off. And, you know, part of me actually thinks, that's the part of me that does think there might be some truth in him going because... David King bleeds blue and white. Well, see, this is and this is him, what I was saying for when, him for him to actually say that. Like, if he if he loved him, like the way he spoke about last year's crew, they inducted in the draft. They got like five or six really cool kids. He was so invested in them, like he could speak pos- positively and praise them. He's not doing that with this bloke, and also he knows his words carry 
you know, some favour and value with that club. So when you hear someone like him saying, you know, don't piss off, that makes me think he's heard stuff internally that this kid's not invested and he's like, well, stuff him then if he's not going to play for the club. So I don't think David King would normally talk about a club member like that because you already, I don't know if you do, but a lot of people clearly suggest he has a bias for North Melbourne when he talks. You can't blame him. David King? Yeah. He played for North Melbourne. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the Premiership he, player at North Melbourne. But when he talks, though. So? You try, but you try to be impartial and not have... Ah, fucking... I don't, I don't think anybody expects him to be impartial. He that's fucking what, goes for North Melbourne. That's Simple. What I'm saying, though. Everyone knows that. I don't know. Like Gary Lyon goes for Melbourne. There's, there's, Jason Dunstall goes for Hawthorne. There's no... There's, you know? I know. But I'm Spart, just saying, Danny Frawley went for St Kilda. That's why it's shocking to hear them say something about... <laughs> So like this, a prospect. So I think this is this is what I was getting. Like, package, d- the new package. Like this is what. Yeah, I don't know that that for the first sort of ten minutes of this podcast took me back because I was like, "Holy shit, he's defending this club and blah blah." blah. Of course. But I love I, I man I don't dis I I have nothing against North. I actually love North Melbourne as a club. What I don't like is where this kid's at, and I haven't liked that from the start. And I've been very open and upfront with you about Jason Horn Francis from day dot he has honestly looked like a spoiled brat I'm here I'm the number one fucking give me everything blah 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 blah. and I'm just like nah because you're actually not that good you've got great passages of play absolutely and you can put the ball together um, and you can put a great football package together and look really nice but you haven't. You've shown fuck all. And like, don't fucking walk around like you're the fucking head honcho down at North Melbourne because you aren't. And when David King talks like that, like you just mentioned, his words have got so much weight down at that club. And if you don't think Horn Francis is hearing exactly what he's saying, yeah. we'd be naive. We yeah. would be naive. It's you know going back home. I do understand going back home. If that's really what you want, you can. But like I said to you. There's hundreds of kids out there playing footy who aren't number ones Great. or who have been number ones. And have moved into state to do get so. Get on with it. You know, like I said to you. You know, what's, like, you know what you're in for when you nominate for that draft. Like, to have a laugh about it, and I know you did say it was different times. It was VFL days if you want to get recognised. You sort of had to. You had to get out the Santa Fe, the Waffle, the Neefle, whatnot. But, you know... Um, Old Malcolm Blighty was the South Australian, came over and played a couple of flags for North and took away a Brownlow, and then he went home to Adelaide and actually coached Adelaide to two yep. successful grand finals in 97, 98. But, you know, you can get out of your home, and it, it, you've got to think about it too. Kangaroos are absolute fizzers, and when you rock bottom, you can't get any worse. So North, at the end of the day, will make fans that little bit hopeful when they finally start winning a few more games. And it's going to be and fantastic. It'll, it'll start going. But, again, looking at the ladder, in the same spectrum as North, but only above them, you've got Adelaide and Port. I don't see a need to be running home to get in on these teams at the moment because they're not exciting. Port Adelaide's had a really interesting period where oh, what's going to happen with them is really... What's going to happen with their coach might be interesting too. The club, though, yeah, like they're, they're, they might be hitting to a, a bit of disarray in the future, I feel. And yeah, Adelaide's no shock there. Well, Ad, well, Adelaide's down there anyway, bottom Adelaide, four. But, you know, in terms of cultures, like uh, Adelaide hasn't yeah, been the same. Hasn't been great. Camp, nah. 
that whole grand final. Agreed. Paid. Agreed. So, you know, like, what's he selling up for as well to go home? But again, we're talking well, about stuff we don't know. Yeah, that's right. We're all speculate. It's all speculation. So, but. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he thinks that the lists over there are better than the lists that the kangaroos have got. We don't know these things. But what we ask, what we do know is that you're not endearing yourself to any of your any of North's fans right now. Doing what you're doing, you're, you're really not um, chucking yourself out there to make any friends. And also, just to point out, it's not his dad who played. It's his stepdad. It's his stepdad who played two games. Two games for Port. Um, that was while... Was it while they were in the um, I have no idea. I, just know, I just know that stat. And also, the kid grew up going for Fremantle. Did he? He's a Fremantle supporter. Wow. So, you saw what? Him. That's a fucking weird thing to have. Yeah, exactly. So Try and get your head around that one. So From I, South Australia, I, goes to Melbourne as a number one pick, but grew up barracking for Freo. So, let me tell you, ask you this. You go for Carlton. Yeah. You're 18 years old, but you've grown up in WA, but you've just been drafted to go play for Sydney. Yeah. And they'll all be going, oh, well, he's definitely coming back to play for West Coast of Fremantle. Just you wait, he's coming back. Well, you're like, well, actually, no, I actually go for Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm living in Sydney. But what, do I do? I want to come back home and play for either of those two clubs? I don't know. Like, it's... it's I don't, I don't know whether or not the clubs have got a swing. I think if you're going to go home, it's probably you're probably missing family, friends, all that sort of stuff, familiar things. Boy, but this kid, times. one thing you can recognise is he does need a bit of parental structure. Kids out of control. Mate, it needs to kick up the ass. You know, honestly, one, one thing I really do think is that he's just not used to losing. I think he just has been such an imposing force when he plays because mm. he's. He's probably scary for the under 18s because he is. Yeah, because he's a bigger body. He plays like an. He plays, he plays like, like an, an adult. adult. That's right. And he's got this confidence. He plays like a bloke that's been playing in the league for, you and know, now, the last four, five, six years. And he's finally playing in a league where, I think he feels like kangaroos are making him look bad. I'm the number one, and I should be better than this. And instead of going, I need to develop, and I'm coming out the gates as quick as I can. And also, he has, you know. He is struggling with a poorer side, but he's still got to reflect on his own gameplay. And I reckon part of him has issues in his own head, like, I'm struggling to look like I'm the best in the league, and I was picked at one with all this hoo-ha about me, and I've got people like Dacos just blitzing it at the moment. Like, just, he's electric to watch, and everyone's talking about him. Like, he deserves to have been the one. And I reckon that stuff's getting into Horny's head. Dacos is a better player. Oh, He's a gun. He's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad we agree on that. I thought that the way you were looking at me then, <laughs> I was like, no, okay. The guy's a gun. <laughs> yeah, he's come out the gates. Of, he's he'll win the map. Uh yeah, I think so. It'll be. I think it'll either be him or John Newcomb. He, yeah. he didn't get drafted number one. He always knew. But you don't always have actually, to go number one. No, but he said he actually said it. I remember before the season that he goes, oh, I'm like. I don't know if it's about ego or not, but like I had to come to terms with the fact that I couldn't be the number one pick because it would be something when you've come up through football to go, you know what, I've played footy hard my whole life that the nation recognised me as the first choice for my age group. You know what I mean? And he had to accept that as a father-son rule that, you know, he was going to Collingwood and I was going to be pick four. So, you know what, if he wins the nab, I was like, you know what, I reckon you'll feel okay with that because you'll go, all right, I showed you what can still be pretty bloody awesome. It's about money too. Yeah. And it's it's exciting. 
It's exciting watching it's the Dave Dawson name get thrown around again. Like, well, you said this a few weeks ago. Yeah, listening to. Um, you know, Dacos, Silvani, all of that. You know, like, it does. It's they they're good. It's good to hear. Mm. You know, Wanganeen. Oh yeah. You know, um, Solomon. You that know, shows how old uh, we are. Yeah, and our favourites' kids are playing now, and they're yeah. a generation below us. Yeah, yeah. I feel sad now that I'm beyond the playing age. Oh no no. See, I've always reserved myself to go and play veterans footy. No, 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 because no. <laughs> my mind just won't. My body is not that age. I mean, the AFL too overweight. Yeah, I'm not watching my people my age play anymore. I'm no. older than You're, the yeah, AFL yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fossil. Yeah. Well, we are dad, what our God. dads were. Yep. When we were kids, yeah, hundred percent. All right, game of the round. Yeah, great game. Good game today. Oh, it did. It, I said, that, did you watch it or did you work? No, I listened to it. I worked. So on I, the wireless, I, at work? I listened to it on the wireless. Yeah. Do you put in those nails properly when you're working? Do I listen to the footy? Yeah, fucking nice. Hope so. Do everything properly, mate. Heard about a few buildings falling down of late. Oh, fucking pig's ass! Not ones that I fucking built. Oh, all right, John Elliott. <laughs> yeah, not not ones that I built, mate. Yeah, let me just bring up my stats here, but. I watched this game, so I'm happy to just talk free-flowing a bit on this one. Go for gold. But, yeah. Wow. Mason Cox, that guy, I don't know if it's he turns out to play when the pressure's on or Tell you he's, what, just, he's, got he's some, in some form right now. Absolutely. He's had moments for the last four weeks. And the Collingwood supporter that I spoke to today that called his team flag pies, this guy said to me that, he hated the fact and was not reserving himself to Mason Cox actually saving Collingwood. However, I think he has done a good job of that of late. You know, even going back to when uh, Coxie took Richmond out of the prelim finals so they could go into West Coast in 2018, it was Coxie who dismantled Richmond that night. That guy can be a real main event player. He's mitts as well. Oh, like he's got glue on his hands. Yeah, no shit. Sometimes. Can mark the ball. I, I love watching him as well. Because you just think you're an American, you're probably only playing half good because of how tall you are. But he's still... Mate, did you see his goal on the run today? Yeah, no. Nah. I, I saw a few highlights. He his goal did, on the run was sick. He also was running up the wing there and did like a little pop kick that just popped up high and just dropped straight into, I think it might have been Elliot. But it was like a perfect little pop-up kick. And I was like, the guy's just got good skill. He's really disciplined. He's worked on his craft. He's had his, He gets so much scrutiny, and he does ebb and flow a lot with his play. But that guy is bloody awesome. I love watching Big Cox. The big dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. goodness gracious me. Come on. Why can't you call him the big dick? Well, you probably can. I'm sure he gets it from somewhere. But, you know, I don't like Collingwood, but I love 90s football. And I love watching Calvin and Collingwood being in there and playing really good footy. But I really... Missing your mob. Missing... Essendon. Essendon up there as well. Richmond were exactly where they are. Hawthorne were a bit of a dance. Catters weren't really there. Yeah, nah. Sydney, Brizzy. So, Collingwood were fantastic today, but... Are the wheels falling off in Melbourne? 
What the actual fuck is happening down there? Oh wow! I know. What I don't know what to say with Melbourne. What the fuck, but, man? Seriously, you, did we all pick pies? I picked Melbourne because oh. I said they bounced back. I, but mind you, I will preface that with this: I said that in the podcast uh, the day after the May Melksham buster, and I said that they would get their shit together. And it would all be okay. Gorn then come out and said, nah, it's all bullshit. And then the next day it came out that it was all true, but it just was a little bit more fabricated. Hasn't that been playing out a bit now? Fucking hell. So it it got worse. So had I thought that it was going to stop there, I probably would have still picked Melbourne. Had I have known that it was just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling and it get worse... Um, like it did, I probably would have gone the pies because they just they've unravelled. They've unravelled, and I don't I don't know why. I don't know. So I, much stuff out there, and I know not to listen to media and blah blah blah. But there's so much stuff out there. Goodwin rocking up to um, Gorney's, house. Gorney's house, and all you this. Better that, take you know, this stuff at the grand final, and that, and he's in there. Goody's in there having a talk to the CEO now about behavioural issues and blah, blah. And, and they've all come out and categorically said, no, nah, that's not true. But mind you, in saying that, Gorney come out the day after the dust-up with May and Melksham and said, no, nope, that, that sledge about the grand final is categorically not true. And then 24, not 24 hours later, it was actually decided by the club that, no, well, that well, we are going to tell everybody that that was a sledge. And... And it ended up in this, but it wasn't how it was portrayed. First, this is how it went. Well, this goes back to like what I said at the start. Like, what's the point of telling the masses if we're not going to control it anyway? We're going to beat the story up. Have you heard about this? Get around the bar and just keep going on about it. Like, you probably always want to try to contain your fire as much as you can. It's to keep a fire as small as you can, so to speak. Because we're not going to do anything to fix the news when we hear about it, nor is the media. Yeah. So I was like, fair enough that I reckon Gorney maybe tried to tell Porky and say it wasn't as bad as what it was. I think so. But I think, unfortunately, they're Melbourne. They're undefeated. They're premiers. They're in the spotlight. You know, and they've looked good. They've been getting the praise. And, you know, it's just they've become the Icarus. They flew too close to the sun. They've burnt their wings. And, yeah. it's I, I, I honestly, I actually don't think it's just internal. I think they're football's. Come undone. I think people have discovered their weakness was that they were a beatable team. I think they won the flag and they started winning this year. And people like another dynasty team. They've won the flag. They're going to do it again. And Melbourne were like, and it still could be. Let's not let's not cancel that out just yet. I think just keep watching them because I think the one thing you haven't seen Melbourne do is respond to losing. And like I said, I think they came to the form end of twenty twenty one season. And they really just had, like I said, good form at the right time of the year, rolled the doggies and, yeah, got the desserts. And this year, I don't think they're still necessarily the threat. I think they're like 2016 dogs. They won and they're not. You're in, it's got to go that bad. Yeah, I reckon they're not the threat the year after. I really, I'm serious. I really reckon you've got to watch teams like Brisbane, Geelong and, say, Collingwood. I'm, you're like, what about Captain? No, I'm not. Like, I'm not. But I only that. say that only because those teams have, like, like I said, main event games, 
Brisbane's been really working towards their status I, at the top. I am surprised you left Fremantle out of that. Uh, you know those four though. I, st- I those again, three. again, I Brisbane, again, Geelong, Collingwood. You went, but I don't have the faith, and also I don't have the faith in their experience yet as a team of just being able to compose yourself. That might be true. That's the only thing I think that 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 could be their only downfall is their finals experience as a club. Because this is surprised and them. as a team this right now. Surprised them as a club to be as successful as they are. Maybe they aren't surprised. They knew what they. Every, they they would have thought they were capable of that. But, yeah. yeah, maybe that's a surprise. But I'm sure every supporter at home was like, yeah, I didn't have in my like dream ladder Fremantle sitting third on the ladder. Because last year, what, they finished in the eight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, they weren't, yeah, they weren't sitting third and smashing teams. But they weren't playing half of these players on a regular basis mm-hmm. either. So... That was a little bit different as well. You know, Clary Oliver got the award today, 43 disposals. So he should have. Got the booze as well when he went up for the award. Well, losing side. Pies. Losing side, mate. I All don't the Melbourne think... fans have gone home. I, yeah, do not, days, I do not think that the Pies supporters can boo anybody for winning awards for lose, in losing sides because if you remember correctly, didn't Scott Pendlebury win an Anzac Day medal in a losing side? <laughs> Any cop the booze? Uh, yeah, I'd say he would have. Ugh. He's a great leader. Yeah, probably one of the and better you ones. you know, again, he's again like five. How many, have, you got your, have you got stats up? What do you want to know? What did Gorn get today? Well, he had some time off, remember? He came off there just he had to go do a bit of Well, fitness. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, mate. I don't uh, well, know. Yeah, no, so so I listened to it. I didn't watch it. So Gorn actually did take some time off. Uh, if you actually want to get his specifics, I'll actually bring them up on... I've got so many network computers here. Just let me get up my uh, mini computer. Okay. My iPhone. <laughs> I'll let you do that. But yeah, so you can do some background music or some stats or... If I was good like Gorney, I would have been able to ask my phone and say... Hey, hey Google. Yeah, hey Google. Bring up Max Gorn's stats for today, but I'm just... Probably would not savvy enough like that, but we're getting close. Hang on. Squad, going on down. Where's the captain? Is there a particular stat you're curious about with this guy? I just want to know sort of what he did. How many disposals did he get today? It's a long pause. Oh, because I've never done this. That can't be right, 28? Did you get 28 today? That cannot be right. I'm looking at some weird stats here. Oh, what have you done, son? Hang on, fix this up on this thing. Here we go. Maxi Gorn disposals, 13. 13 disposals. Nine kicks, four handballs, yeah. four marks, 15 hitouts. 15 hitouts. No, I can't get any more stats on that. That's all right. That's all right. That just, yeah. 13 disposals. But he's, he's a bit panicky, but, you know, this is the thing with the media as well. They had their tyres pumped up, and now they're on the other end of the spectrum. This just shows you how quick it can all change as well. But, mm, mm. Yeah, they're in, they're in a real mess. And at the moment, no one's going to be offering them a nice word at the moment. Because, you know what? People like to see people suffering themselves. Well, not even their fans. Not even their fans want to go down there and watch them play. How fucking horrendous is that? Well, do you hear what Petrak had to say about him? Yeah, I did, and, he, and most of them gave him a give him a whack. <clears throat> Apparently, they're you know a bit old, and 
you know, it's 4.30 on a Saturday and, you know, who wants to come down and watch games, you know? I was like, well, most people do, who don't go for Melbourne. You know what? Actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about North. I cannot go on about North. It's hypothetical anyway. Go on. No, I wouldn't. Well, I'll just laugh because I just, I'll, I'll, I'll know one day when North are there. I was just thinking today when I saw, like, the full house with uh, Collingwood and uh, Melbourne. I was like, I remember when North were good and they used to probably appreciate bringing in lots of money to, like, say, like, games when we'd verse the pies in the 90s because they would have had, obviously, Roos were good and you had Carey and all that playing, so people would want to come watch him, even from opposition. But I was like, oh, when Kangaroos get good again, they'll love playing teams like, the Magpies and Carlton because they'll bring all the fans to the yard, like they say, and bring in heaps of money. And they'll have most most of those boys won't know what it's like to play in front of a crowd. And also, I wonder how many supporters North have that um, are non-members because when you shit, who buys memberships? Well, I don't know. Oh, diehard! I, I still I still think that happens, man. Because I mean, when you look at uh, and I would say I would say North too. This has happened in North as well, but I know for a fact. With Carlton, that they've they've just risen and risen and risen every year, and I'd say North would be the same. Yep, they just do a drive and they just get it. Like that, like Carlton did a free membership um, two years ago, so you could nominate somebody for a free membership. So of course, I jumped at that and went fucking beautiful. You my, my, my son's going to get a membership now. He's one so and it's a rest. It's, so it's really funny. The because, whole family's in. Yeah, I know. But you like, even converted your wife to becoming a Carlton supporter. Well, she, from West Coast Eagles. Well, she knows that the Eagles are shit. So, but anyway, we move on. We, we digress. Uh, I got. It's funny because um, BJ is. He's not even two, and he's yes, on son. his and he's on his second year <laughs> of a Carlton membership. He's not even two yet. So, uh, like that's. He might be a bad one funny. day, you never know. But um, it's it's that sort of stuff. So they gave that away. First year was free. Second year, you pay for it. F- fantastic. Got a free year. Nice. Beautiful. Free, free you know? and then, Oh, yeah, they give you fucking 25 or 30 fucking dollars. You log on the website and get whatever you want. Beautiful. You know, so it's all that shit. They give you, and they send you a sticker pack and all the kids love it. Like, Ali loved it and... She, could have, she stuck the. The sticker tw- looks good on your car. Twenty-two membership sticker on the car that the Misso wasn't impressed with, but that's all right. Oh, she loves it. Is what it is. She's got Crips on the dashboard. A bobblehead of Crips. Yeah, I bought that because yeah. she's obsessed with him. Well, he just. He'll come back here. She'll try and have an affair with him. I think. Just. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll Maybe. condone it. Yeah, I'd let her. Fatal attraction. Hundred percent. Pay me a million dollars. I'd let her, man. I'd let um, her. But yeah. You just gotta just highlight him. Just you know, kudos to Melbourne and obviously uh, kudos to Collingwood, but um, Melbourne are in disarray. But you know, the guy that is always you know in Petraka's shadow, but he's having a great year, Clary Oliver. I don't know whether or not he's in that shadow anymore, man. Not even not no, this no, year. No, not, not this, this year. Not this year. No, not at all. Forty-three disposals. I think. I think. Yeah. I think but historically I mean, like, he has been. You know, he's not. He's he's avoiding the news. He's playing his game. He just plays footy. He's a gun too. Even I loved a bit of the bust up today, and I loved his little piece. He just got involved, threw a guy on the ground, and walked off with a bit of like, "Yeah, I won that." 
<laughs> I'm going to strut off now because it's on camera. And I yeah. was like, good on you, boy. You look good. Do you know, I did but see... But I love Clayton Oliver. I reckon he's an absolute gun. I really would love to see him win a Brownlow. But he's not being spoken as much this year. He's obviously in contention. Never write him off. But you're hearing, obviously, Cripps and Neil. But I just love that bloke. I'll and Brayshaw. And Brayshaw. I know you love Brayshaw. But also... I do love I've just got to say, Brayshaw at Melbourne, Angus... Just He's great. another one. He's another one. Like yep. defensively, he was every time they pumped that ball down, he was marketing in the defense. Yeah. And just he was everywhere. He was just those Brayshaw boys are bloody guns. They are. They are. But yeah, kudos. One hundred percent. And you know, just in regards to Melbourne, we got this stat tonight off Fox Footy. They were the number one pressure team in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what number they are in 2022? In Fucking terms of don't tell me they're 18th. They're not. Essendon oh, that's are. Right. Yeah, I'd believe that. Um, I don't know. I'd say they're probably hovering around that 9 to 12 mark. 17th. Wow. I wouldn't yeah, have expected it. that. I wouldn't have expected that. What a fall all. from grace, eh? Crazy stat. Shit, they got to get that under control, don't they? Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, I knew you'd appreciate that stat. Yeah, that's I I one hundred percent didn't expect that. Not that low. That's that. So that's gone from number one. Number one last year to number seventeen currently. Yeah. Fuck, and the only one worse than them is fucking Essendon. I believe that stat was on on the couch tonight or with Robbo and what Waitley Waitley on three sixty. One yeah. or the other. So that's, that's that would have that would have come from fucking Robo. He loves it. You reckon it was yeah, Robo? Yeah, fucking Herald. But it didn't son. come from a mouth. It was a little blueprint down the Herald bottom. But son. it caught my attention. Like I saw, it. I was like, shit. First to seventeenth. Take note of that. That's massive. That's that is big. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's dude. a big that, drop off. That explains a they'll, lot. They'll they'll be wanting to fix that. But the second they smart. lose, second they've got that pressure. Yeah, they're stressed. It's almost yeah. It's almost like they just fucking bang, put but, their hands up and know, go fuck Barley's. I, I, do I don't. I don't know if we can talk about this or not. But you know, there was that. There was that message that went out through Facebook, social media, and everyone can say, "Oh, social media is bullshit." But Bailey Smith's photo went through social media, and it's true. Oh, we're going to get on to this. So, so this is no, a good no, segue. No, no, this no, is a good no, segue. To not get on to Bailey Smith first, but to talk about this message that's gone through from. Apparently, now I'm not sure whether we can say it or not. I'm not trying to create any slander. You can say or whatever. whatever you want. But this this post comes from the son of a board member from Melbourne, who's pretty much gone on to say Jai that, Bolton. Yeah. Has, yeah. Oh, see, I'm, I'm like, can I say this? Or, no, it's on the it's on the, the internet. Lawyers. You can say whatever you want. And I was like, so this message has gone on to say that pretty much Goodwin has massive gambling debts. To the extent that bikers are rocking up at training, asking for the money, and ever since Heath Shaw this week has come out and said, Gorney's never had a bounce, and bets have come out because you can bet on everything, you know, the story goes on to say that, like you were saying earlier, Goodwin's rocked up at 3am on Monday, a week prior to today, saying, you best take a bounce, and apparently threatened his wife and kids, and apparently Melksham has been off on a bender every week, since he's been injured and May was actually trying to bring him into line and copped a spray and this is just the front. And what was the first little bit? I reckon that actually might have been all of it condensed actually. But still, it's a juicy it's a juicy little post and apparently all of this was going to come out today and it didn't, which makes me go... Jai Bolton, I'm taking this at, with a grain of salt because... Oh, Jai- so why'd you give what... You, you let me... 
feel no, no. so juicy. No, 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 no. I'm, I think it is juicy. I think what's going on at Melbourne is 100% juicy. However, Jai Bolton has upset a lot of people in the waffle. Who is he? He's just a player in the waffle. Plays at Claremont. Um, but he upset a lot of people in the waffle. He was, and then he had, there was someone ringing clubs on Jai's behalf, and then it came out that, oh, no, it wasn't Jai, so it was this and that and blah, blah, blah. It was a, it was a big scandal towards the start of this year about trades and rah, rah. However, he is right. Um, I think it is, I think there's much more to it than what we know. Yeah, well, and it is quite, and and good, everything in that sort of message too that it went to the entire Claremont Football Club <laughs> in their WhatsApp. Yeah, what in their WhatsApp. So they like that's the your first yourself, dick, boys. Yeah, that's your first dick move because you've told forty fucking players. Can't so, your leak. Um, like that's the first one. Goodwin's never shied away from that. He's had. Problems Just with gambling and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's the second. But we all know what gambling does and things like that. And Well, it's a cool little story anyway. And like I said, oh, like it said, it was all going to come out today and it never did. But you're reading it and waiting with bated breath. Like I jumped on Facebook this morning going, ooh, did something come out about Goodwood? Mm. But nothing did. But anyway, watch this space. There's always some truth in everything, I suppose, like you're saying. But yeah. I'm just happy to not have some news on North for a little bit if we can. And I'm really happy with North having the buy this week. Man, I'm like I say, I'm ecstatic that we're not talking about Carlton not living up to expectations anymore. I can't be. I'm, yeah, couldn't be happier. General shit talk. Let's go through general Ooh. shit talk, and then and then we're just gonna go through tips really quickly. But well, let's just talk for a bit of general. To watch anyone go down the slide today for I didn't. Any- no, I didn't see any of it. Raising good money for the MND. Well, they wanted two million by. They raised their money. Oh shit! Yeah, they they had two million by half time or something. Yeah, they done it easy. But yeah, I was just like, obviously, yeah, Terry Danaher go down as Mick Dundee. I heard that. Ash yep. Barty went down as Lion King. But uh, as the Lion King. Yeah, I'm not what, sure. A Simba or. No, she said like almost like Nala. similar to the costume that's from the play, but uh. Our boy, because for those of you who don't know, you know, we love our podcast here and we're practicing our craft and getting into it, but we will be moving into other sports and cricket over the summer. But uh, Langer, Langer went down. It was good to see him. What did he go down as? He looked like he was a boxer. I, um, Do you know what that's about? No, I don't. He um, looked like he was a boxer. Danny Green? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably they're good friends, but um, I really wish... I I was listening to JB and Billy talk on um, Triple M the other day and Billy Brownless said Boys. Billy Brownless said he fucking needs to go down as the Australian head coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, honestly, you would have and, and imagine that. Imagine going down the slide been, as the head coach of the Australian cricket slide. Would, that would have been the It would have been great. And it, like I think the majority of people would have laughed at that and, th- and seen the joke. That I don't joke think the Australian cricket team would have, have seen that joke. That joke would have got Billy a few laughs. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Should we be bringing in the joke with this? I don't know. I what could can... tell a shit joke every week. Mate, go. I can't tell a good one, though. <laughs> Neither can Billy. 
well, if we're talking shit talk, let's get to the big one everyone knows about Mr. Cocaine Sniffer Bailey Smith. Oh, this was bad. This is bad. Bad. It is. Very bad. Naughty boy. Well, it is what it is. What, what do you do? What do you do? All, all, there's been so many of them. There's been so many. And it really fucks me off. It really, really fucks me off that, one, none of these players are, every, are ever, um, you know, charged via police and blah, blah, blah. They never have to front court like the rest of us. Nope. Um, and number two, what really, really fucks me off, and I take absolutely nothing away from mental health, okay, I suffer from mental health myself, you know, mental health issues myself. Yeah, as take, take a little magic pill every day that makes me feel all right, it's a long blah, blah, blah. And if I don't take it, everybody fucking knows that I haven't. But that's besides the point. The point that I am trying to make, though, is that now it is so fucking easy for somebody to say, okay, I fucked up in today's society, and but it's because of my mental health. Come on now, man. You made the grand final last year. You were at your hot at the height of your footy. You're you a were sex really, symbol. You're you're Soul loved by so many uh, young girls, ladies, rah rah, whatever. I, I don't know what does he have a girlfriend or wife or I, I don't he's know. He's a sex symbol anyway. He's yeah. not, he's not struggling if he wants companionship. You know, and and if his mental health is suffering, absolutely hundred percent. But don't say that you did cocaine because you have mental health issues. Also, fucking the, please. The thing that I'm shitty about is the fact they're saying he's come forward and. Back, like, admitted. Of course you are. You caught on camera. You couldn't do anything else bar admit You're going to look like a dickhead if you say, oh, no, it wasn't cocaine. All you can do is say, yeah, I did it. So don't give this guy any more credit. And, you know, at the end of the day, right, the only thing that this guy does harder than you and I is the fact that he plays football in front of more, like, he's playing, front of, he's playing footy in front of millions on occasion, sometimes thousands. And that in itself is pretty intense. But he's not doing the day-to-day job that other people are doing. And everyone can make the excuse to go home and get jacked if they want to. But you don't do that. And the thing that shits me the most is, is that, let's say at my work, I've got an EAP, an employee assistant program, that's a poster on the wall. And I can tell you, with regards to what I do, I definitely know I'd I'd need to utilise a service more than what he does. And also, I have things that would be more detrimental to my mental health than what he does. And I've played football as well. I can do that in my social time as well. He does it and gets paid half his luck. But I can tell you that club knows, and every single AFL club knows through historical evidence, you invest in your players, you put in your supports, whether you're a new club into the team and you have your senior players go get around him or you go, you're going to live at this house and you're going to be with these boys or... I want you to go and speak with this chaplain at the footy club. There's chaplains at clubs, big clubs, or some network. There's always a network of brotherhood. Yeah. There's no excuse. No excuse. All it is... I agree. All it is is I earn a fat six figures a year and I can afford to play up and party. And also, you and I both have mental health. The last place you're going to see me when I have mental health is out partying on a nightclub scene. Because when you have mental health... Yeah, when you have mental health, you feel like shit. You stay home, you hermit, 
you you have no energy to do that. Granted, Coke would give you energy to do that, but you still don't want to be social. You you you're done. If you're in the state of mind that he said he was in, you have no energy to be out partying. If anything, you're at your house, maybe having mates come over doing that. But there's no way you're out on the house on the scene having fun like that and then claiming mental health. And he didn't. Whilst, and also, he didn't. whilst also straightening your mullet. Looking good. Make sure you got your Instagram post because his Instagram never stopped. He didn't really look like he was uh, having that bad of a time, mate. No. It's a big beat up and I agree with you. Beverage saying the whole drug thing needing to be wiped. I love that guy. The guy's also a bit of an absolute knobhead. Beverage, Beverage shows sometimes too much love for a club and just can't stay, think outside the box. And I'm noticing that. Like, we statement of saying, like, drug testing should be just done altogether. I was like, you're a bit, you, you didn't really say that, did you? Like, are oh, you, I did. <laughs> are you that stupid? Like, are you defending your player that much that you're actually trying to say get rid of drug testing? I don't get that either. I, I don't mean, get like, it. Like, beverage is normally a, I like beverage. I've said this probably last podcast. I feel that I like the way he goes about his statements. Yeah, he just doesn't care. I put my balls out this year for beverage when he went against Tom Morris. Yeah, you know, I like the guy, but his statement about drug testing, I was, I think. Something's going on even if lost the plot. Something's plot going on at that club, just like Melbourne. And, you know, D's are sitting in 10th. And their football, their dogs, brand. Dogs are Oh, sorry. Dogs are sitting in 10th. And their brand of football is hopeless. And, you know, this Bailey Smith episode's not going to help. And the suspension, he's got to definitely. So he's out for two weeks because he got suspended. Um, <coughs> do they suspend him for more? So, you know so they, Shane Mumford no, got two weeks no, when he did it at GWS. No, this is what they do, make him eat his own words. You've just said you struggled with mental health and you're on drugs. Well, guess what? We've seen what happened to Ben Cousins and how long it's taken him to get back. You don't play for a whole year. You go away from the game and get yourself better and you come back in 2024 because apparently... 2024? Yeah, no, because apparently... Oh, I know. And reality didn't have it that bad, but... He's trying to say his mental health's that bad, and he's he's only come out because he got caught. So imagine all these players. But imagine they don't show some strict intervention on a guy who's like his downfall might be saying his mental health. Because if they don't go, he said he was doing this because of his mental health, and then I don't know five years later, this guy's completely off the rails, lost football. He's like one of those cases, like was it Yaron who got done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to see those cases, so people will be panicking then. I just reckon it'd be really funny. I'm only saying a year because not I, really you know, funny. It's, it's a serious thing. But you and I are both pissed because of hiding behind a statement. You're having fun. Agreed. And I reckon you know what? Have your fun. All you should have said is gone. I fucked it was up off season, and I was having fun, and I've been caught. I'm willing to accept the consequence of my actions. In no way did it affect my gaming because of the time when I did it, and I'm very specific about when I did drugs. I would never do it in the season. But I did it then, and it makes no excuse. It's an illegal substance. Police want to speak to me, so be it. AFL want to deal with me, so be it. My club want to deal with me, so be it. I'm willing to wear but all of that, yep. I've been called out, and, yeah, I'm foolish, I'm an <laughs> idiot, and I'll learn from this because 100% people wanting to watch how I respond to this, and I want to show them that they can trust me, and I am a footballer, and that's what I want to be employed as. It needs some new friends. For he, a needs, start. he needs to. Some really, of these footballers need to fucking learn that they can't trust 
<laughs> they're friends. Also, he's a sucker to the media. Seriously. He got sucked into the media. He's so sexy. He's like, well, I'm Bailey Smith. And like you said, I can do whatever. He got too worried sticking his tongue out because it's going to turn into a cool little TikTok. Yeah, don't fucking do that Even shit. Ginevan. 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 Yeah. Like, just put your ego aside and play football. Like, I'm sick of, like, I'm, I'm sick of this stuff off the field. No, Ginevan. What do you reckon about his gameplay today, actually? Uh, like I said, I didn't say I, I saw a highlight actually. Umps weren't again calling like Umps weren't harsh on him, but he was going. Are we done with Bailey Smith? Bailey yeah, Smith, silly boy. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it anymore. You're silly. And we'll you need to wear everything that come you, back to it next week when we see what unfolds. I'd yeah, say. you need to wear everything that comes your way. Um, I did see one thing. I, I somebody kicked a goal. I think it was Jamie Elliott kicked a goal. Hey, great. And, yeah, yeah. Oh man, right, yeah. I, I said it a couple of weeks back. He's he's awesome. He is awesome. He was receiving but he, he a lot of his goals, goals, but still, he was tidy. He yeah, oh, hundred percent. But he's got to be. He, he's, he's he kicked this goal, him. and Ginevan and uh, a Melbourne player. I'm not sure who it was. Like I said, I just glanced at it. I didn't watch the game, but um, Ginevan basically pushed him over the line, <laughs> and I and I thought, oh, I'm waiting for this to be a free kick here. Hmm? But they didn't blow the whistle. They let the goal in and, and it was all good. But I thought, oh, you know, have we – because any other time, if a player goes up to punch and you physically push that person, you know, you're getting done for tunnelling or pushing the back or whatever. Uh, so it would have been interesting had they blown that whistle because uh, – especially with him involved in all the free kicks and blah, 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 blah. So – but yeah, that I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I'm glad all, all their bullshit. All their bullshit's good for the game. Let's be honest. It's it's fun and it's it's you know it's not harmful to anyone and blah blah. But when you start uh, bringing the stuff in that Bailey Smith has brought in this week, that's that's harmful. That's it. People are looking up to him. All these kids are looking up to him. Oh, he's a great player. Blah blah blah. You can't be doing that. No, you definitely can't. not. And he, like I said, you're walking to cotton on. Which is generally targeted at, like, impressionable teenagers. Like, I wear cotton on. Or younger people, yeah. But I mean, like, people who are on the scene are wearing his gear and they're seeing photos of him. At the end of the day, it's an illicit drug. It's something that we're quite aware is out there. If we want it, we can get it. Yeah. And not everyone frowns upon it in our age group, even our parents, and it's in movies and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like I said, cops say it's illegal. You cannot be doing it. And at the end of the day, like, Rewalt a few weeks ago is talking about Oh, who's the bloke he's currently faced 27 years? Oh, the Saints. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's saying there needs to be this intervention. Well, you need to do this right now. Like, this is your time to show your intervention. You have bad drug rules and drug policies. Do something about it. And they're all doing coke, like you said. Really scared of them. Show them how serious you can be. Yeah. You know, I can't take drugs. Miners aren't taking drugs when they go up to their job. You know, it makes Australia actually work. And, you know... They're not doing anything other than going to be away from their families for a bit and then come back, but they can't get on it. I'm not endorsing drugs, whatever, but there's greater circumstance to go, oh, I want to do something to cheer myself up. Too bad, so sad. You do a piss test on that job, you've lost it. Mm. No excuses. So like you said, there's some special treatment, protected species, and who cares? They'll go, oh, we're scared what will happen to his own mental health if we make an example of him. It's his own consequence for his own foolish actions. He broke a law. 
Yep. In the in the code and um, he's an adult. Yeah. Yep. You know you you are so happy to throw a fan out for saying something a little bit out of line in the stance, and then sometimes if they even put a little post that's a little bit offensive, they'll go, "Ooh, you're banned indefinitely or for a year or whatnot." But then, oh God forbid, they have to do something tough on their players. They need to do something about this. Um. Other things I want to talk about, significant this round, again, the descent rule, mm-hmm. being eased, really nice to watch footy. Agreed. Flowing. It was actually just, I have, I've almost forgotten what that descent rule was like. Agreed, like, because uh, fuck all of it, yeah, because fuck all of it was called. It was just really It was almost footy. like footy went back to fucking normal. And I feel like footy players have maybe learned a lesson through the experience and have backed yeah. off a little yeah. bit. Like, maybe there was method in the madness. Maybe. But, but, yeah, footballers are definitely, all right, I accept your call because I know you can still give this away. But there was a little bit more like in one particular scene today or the other day with North, I saw, I think it was super lucky going off a bit too much in the forward line. But it was right on the goal line and they didn't pay it. And I was like, thank God. Um, but while we see Bless you. Thank you. The silence needs. While we segue off the umpires and descent, I'm going to talk about something where they're going to be called back into discuss because I didn't bring this up, obviously, but we spent so long talking about all things Horn Francis, we didn't talk about his brain fade with the uh, swinging arm. Yeah. Calling two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. They gave two weeks for Bailey Smith's headbutt. How out of... This is so stupid. This is how how ridiculous it is because of Buddy Franklin getting cleared. Buddy should have got two weeks for the punch, I reckon, because he came off light, but the punch was still a punch action. That didn't work. Yeah. I reckon Smith, uh, Bailey Smith should have got four for a headbutt and Horn should have stuck with his two. But you literally, I don't, ha- I don't know how you can call a headbutt and that, jumping like spray punch two weeks even. I was like, that headbutt's always going to be somehow worth a little bit more. I don't know, but yeah, I I asked that question though because I ask how is the headbutt or the strike any different? Like I I said last... bowling balls. Nah, like I said, man, it's they're both done intentionally, so they're both with intent, they're both high contact, and you know, it's... The end result was the same. How Both players was, played on. How silly was Horn Francis, though? To be fair, I didn't think he was actually going to go. I said to Wellesley no, today... I get a week. I Who said to Wellesley today he was going to get a fine because it was a free kick. They paid, yeah, the, they, they paid the free kick down the ground. I didn't see contact, all that much contact with the head. Um, you know, Kelly, I, I think, again, we talk about Cochin making that, uh, um, that punch from... Buddy Franklin a little bit worse than what it was. I mean, Kelly made Horn Francis look worse than what it was. Absolutely. But they paid the free kick down the ground. I thought that was what was it was going to be. Should what, he though, be swinging that arm, though? Could it have gone a very different way? Yeah, probably. I'll tell you what, though. That boy, Horn Francis, one thing I will give him, and maybe it's because of his attitude that umpires are just ignoring him, but he definitely doesn't get the rub of the green. They are... Um, they don't notice he's sucking and they don't sympathise with him. I think there's an expectation on him maybe, but 
he certainly doesn't get his free kicks when he does deserve them. And at the same time, I don't know if it's an attitude thing, but he doesn't necessarily get all his kicks either from his teammates when he's the best option. Yeah. Which, so that's which is frustrating. Which is concerning. Which is frustrating for him as well, but also <laughs> he's learning gameplay and whatnot. So shout out to actually a mate of mine, Chris Whiteley, who commented on um, an article about Horn Francis this week, um, and uh, like a hundred percent agree with what he said because he he mentioned that Horn Francis is a generation too late. The um, the, the way that he plays football is a generation too late. And I actually agree with him. He plays football the exact same way that we wanted to watch footy played. You know, Jordan Lewis, Luke Hodge, you know, Sam Mitchell. I still think you're going Matty to need Lloyd. those players. I know it's going on to key positions now and they're going back to like key forwards and whatnot. I still think you're going to have to have those grunty like on ballers though, like doing the Hodgie's esque sort of plays. I still yeah, think I think they just need, have to get more creative. With but it. I think I think though, what it's not so much a missing generation. I feel like if anything, half the reason why they pumped him up is because he's more of a rarity now. Because you don't but see players like he's not missed from a generation. He still needs to play that football now. But I mean, those players are less and less now. Yeah, putting their they're few and far between. Front. Like yeah, that's what I mean. So the, I actually think it's the other way around. Like it's. Again, like you said, a player from the day, but there's less of them coming through. Yeah. Not so much he's missing. He should, like, his timing's being missed. There's more silk coming um, through now. we got to yeah. wrap this up, so you got to be quick. Yeah, so we're going into the final round. We're doing tips. Doing tips. Yeah, so. All right, really week, quickly. So, obviously, got the bye. So, those not playing next week are Brisbane, Collingwood, North, Hawks, Dockers, Melbourne. So this gives a few teams in the eight chances. So this, this is a beautiful thing because Carlton are sitting fourth and they're a game behind yeah. and all everyone above them has already played. So this is, yeah. So that's not such a bad thing. However, we do play a team that uh, that does scare me and I've bought stock in this year. Well, as you love. Thursday, you Thursday give, game. I always give the sports bets. And then mind you, it is Monday night. Long time to go till Thursday night game. But... At the current point in time, Sportsbet's putting Richmond dollar eighty two to Carlton two dollars two. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I will be saying I'm going Carlton though. I'm going Carlton, and I'm going. I'm going to say for this game, nineteen points. Yep. All right. So, what are you going? I'm going Carlton, and I'm I... and I'm going. I think they'll outscore them by a couple of goals. All right, so you're probably going around 14. All right, cool. So you're pretty much saying 19 like me. So, right, copycat. I don't, I don't know how yeah. a couple of goals turned into 19 points then. Well, 14 plus a few more. 14? Yeah. A couple of goals is only worth 12 points, mate. Oh, yeah, true that. True that, true <laughs> oh, that. Jared. Come on, man. I'm drinking that orange Oh, beer. my goodness gracious. Oh, God. Yeah, All right, game two. All right. St. Kilda, Essendon, Saints are paying $1.22. Oh, the Saints are going to shit this in. $4 to. They're going to make Essendon look stupid. St. Kilda. Yeah, again, and I'm going to make sure. I'm, I'm not going to say stupid. Uh, I'm going to say 40-odd. 40-odd. Yeah. I'm going 10 goals. Woohoo, that's 60. So you've got that part. Oh, yeah, well, I'm paying attention now that you're judging me on my math. <laughs> 
Right, sad day again. We've got we're moving into Port versus Sydney. Port are paying two dollars at Adelaide Oval to no. Sydney dollar eighty five. Sydney are going to win that. Uh, Where is it? It's at Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Oval. Yeah, Sydney are going to win that. I'm going Sydney, but I'm going within a kick. No, I'm going four goals. Four goals. Whoa. I'm going seven points here. 24 for break. All right, Eagles take on the Cats at Optus. Not Eagles are $9.50, Cats at dollars. Again, six. the Cats are going to make them look stupid. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to go for this game. This game, I'm probably going to go 13 goals. There's, yeah, there's 80 points in that, I reckon. 80 plus for you. All right. This will be a good game just because of current predicaments and gameplay, not necessarily in terms of where the ladder reflects, but Giants and the Dogs. Giants, $1.82. Doggies, $2.02. I'm probably going to go Brizzy on this. Yeah, you have to. Just after Bailey Smith and the fact that no, you have to. You have to just because they're the better side. Yeah, but they're not. They're not paying as much. Like I said, they're twenty cents behind. But yeah, I'm gonna go. How are the Lions twenty cents behind the Dogs? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Barking frogs in the studio, clearly. So, so yeah, Giants and the Dogs. I don't know. Giants and Dogs. The Giants and the Dogs. Say Brisbane. I thought you said Lions and the Dogs. Maybe I did check back the audio. Yeah, I think you bloody, I think you bloody fooled me there. Frogs are still out. Uh, yeah, I'd be. Uh, uh, no, I'd the Gi- no, the no, the the Giants. I think win that with all this Bailey Smith stuff. I think the Giants win that. You bloody put me off there. I, I thought you said Brisbane. That is off. It is off. Your final off. game, Suns versus. Who are you Rose. tipping? Uh, I'm picking doggies on that one. You're picking the dogs. Dogs by right. two goals. All right, no worries. And sorry, how many goals were you for GW? Ah, oh, mate, I, I think I think it probably goes to three goals. Three goals. I think so. All right, last game of the round before we give it a wrap. Suns dollar sixteen to Crows five dollars thirty at Metricon Stadium, Queens. Yeah, that was shit. That was shit. That in I think. Yeah, I'm going five Suns. or six goals in that. I'm going. I'm going to go twenty-four, four goals. 36 for you. Anyway, that pretty much concludes our broadcasting day. That's round 13 done. Absolutely. And done early. Good round of footy, though. Good round of I think there'll be some very high scores. Yeah, buys in that mate, next round 14. Buys might mean less footy, but quality still brilliant. Oh, mate, quality because fucking footy players are dickheads. Yeah, true that, actually. Thank you, <laughs> Brisbane and uh, Bulldogs and Melbourne. Yeah, cheers. Spoiled us. Anyway, coach. Have fun, eh? Do it again next week. Always. Cheers. See ya.